Welcome back to the Zach Knows Podcast. I'm Zach Collins. And today I got an extremely special guest with me this evening. Probably somebody that really introduced me to college football in a sense of, it was plenty of days on scout team. I took a little beating on the days he chose to practice because at that time he was he was taking care of his body. He's seen what was coming up in his future. We're talking to the pride of Savannah, Georgia, Anthony Lanier II. How you doing today, my friend? I'm good, my boy. What's up? Nothing. Just glad to hear from you. Now, I was a... Uh, scrolling because i've been following you for a little minute and i seen the uh because you posted your little questions or whatever and it made me think of what i was going to ask you you didn't start playing football until your junior year of high school yep that's correct okay now what made you start playing football well i was starting playing football because they would not allow me to play basketball unless i played football okay so it was like a give and take situation <laughs> yeah because i was like coming from a basketball family didn't really know too much about football but they were like, you were perfect for it. You need to do it. And I was like, okay, if you're going to let me play basketball, I'll play football. Now, you said you came from a basketball family. Is that why it took you so long to get to football? Like, they never tried to pressure you into it growing up or anything? Yeah, I mean, we tried a couple times, but it just was not, you know, liking of mine at first. Okay. You started playing in your junior year. Were you instantly good, or how did that work out? Well, I mean, of course, you know, long roads ahead from the start to the finish. But um, got out there, first day was um, going against one of the guys on the scout team, and he was supposed to be like this, you know, big shot offense alignment. So go against him. Actually, a pulling guard came around. The pulling guard came around the corner and just knocked me on my back. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe they got me out here doing this. <laughs> well, my defensive line coach at the time, Coach Burke, came up to me. And he was like, you see how that made you feel? And I was like, yeah, I don't like it. He was like, now you know you can do the same thing to him. And I was like, what? So he was like, they're going to run the same play. And I want, this time I want you to hit him. And instantly, once I hit him and knocked him on his back, I was like, this is for me. <laughs> Okay, so did you continue to play basketball through the duration of your high school career? Yeah, I played basketball, football, and tennis. Tennis? Yeah. Mind you who we talk. We talking to somebody that's probably 6'6". Six, six. What, what you weigh in high school, like 240? Yeah. <laughs> Massive human being playing <laughs> tennis. But <laughs> Was the recruiting trail heating up for you in football from your junior to senior year? Yeah, because it was crazy because we ended up playing in the um, – playoffs against MLK from in Atlanta, Georgia. And my junior year, we played them. And, you know, they had some college scouts out there. And they was like, who is that kid? You know, what, um, is he coming out this year? And, he, you know, came to the coach. And the coach was like, nah, he's just, just a junior. We got one more year with him to develop him. They was like, oh, we'll be back for him. And um, I kind of noticed it, like, my senior year, like, as we go into the game, they was roping off the section for the scouts. And I'm like, oh, my. I'm like, oh, man, they got a bunch of scouts out here for somebody. And the coach was like, it's you, fool. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so it was a blessing. How did that make you feel? It made me feel good because at the time, I didn't realize what it was going to be doing for my life and my family's life because, you know, coming from a single-parent household, you know, being the only child, look at your, my mom. I was looking at my mom like, you know, how can I help her? And the best way was to, you know, utilize being an athlete and going out and making a team or, you know, getting a scholarship. And luckily, I ended up getting a full-ride scholarship to Alabama a and University. Okay. Now, that's leading us right into where I was going to take it next. What specifically made you choose Alabama A&M? Was it the fact that you got to play basketball, or what else was it? Yeah, so I came out, um, so in the football season, senior year, and then basketball season is coming up, you know, going into it, they're playing, and Alabama A&M had a defensive line coach, and he was coming out there every 
Like, it felt like every weekend he was out there coming to see me at the games, at the basketball games, and just constantly talking to me. And his name was Coach Blackdown. He came up to me, he's like, son, I know you love basketball, but you're a really good football player, and I love to have So just the consistency came first. And then went on my college visit to a couple of schools, and then I went to Alabama and um because they, you know, one of the first people to talk to me. And we sat down in there about a scholarship, and he said, and the head coach, Coach Jones, came up to me, and he was like, look, son, I want you to come play football for us. He's like, the basketball day's over. And I, you know, kind of looked him in the eye, and I was like, look here, I'm not coming. <laughs> so I can play basketball. <laughs> so he was like, well, okay, I got a few more meetings with guys. I want to sit down with you and your mom, and, you know, let's have dinner, and let's top it over. Have dinner, lo and behold, we come to agreement. If I kept my grade point average over 2-7, then I would be able to play basketball for Alabama A&M University. And it was like sticky noted into my contracts. So I was like, okay, that's what's up. Okay. Now, we'll, let's move all along into Alabama A&M. Describe for me, now you're on campus, how was it like being a college football player? And then after that, describe to me your favorite moment, a part of the yeah. team. Well, you know, being a college football player, it was it was different for me because, you know, I was away from home, not being around my family. So the football team automatically became my family. But I would say my story would be a little different from most uh, football players because I was able to play basketball and have double, you know, the team camaraderie from both sides. So it was, it was really wild because I always had people around me, good people, you know, having my back and, you know, helping each other through classes, going out and having fun and, you know, just always being together and always kept my mind going on something, something different. But um, going into Alabama A&M was very special. My One of my favorite memories from football was we went out there. We were playing Tuskegee in Alabama. The first play of the game, I came off and got a sack. You know, it was like I just felt this, like, surge of energy and adrenaline rush through my body, and it was unbelievable. And I was like, wow, like, I'm, I actually am playing college ball. And I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm playing college ball. Like, I made it. <laughs> but um, another one would be my first time actually scoring in basketball for Alabama University. But – I got, I set a pick and rolled to the basket and they passed me the ball and I dumped it on like two or three people and I was like, oh man, I don't know which one to choose. <laughs> but I see ultimately, I think you played until your sophomore year, correct? Yeah, um, had a uh, coach right, he passed. He actually came to me after that season and he looked at me, he told me, he said, son, you a hell of a basketball player. But son, you got a bright future ahead of your football. I know you love basketball, but I think you need to put it down and really think about your future because after college, you know, life begins full. I was like, okay. Uh, it took me some time out and I made the decision to stick with football only. You would say that conversation is what fully made you commit to football? Yes, because after that, the following day, a uh, scout came from the Bears come and look at me and because they also thought I was a senior coming out but I was still just a junior and it was like we'll be back for him obviously you had a you had a nice college career you gained notoriety within the NFL a couple of scouts you went to a place where if you I feel like if you don't know HBCU football then you wouldn't know the linking between the Washington Redskins and Doug Williams and what he does for HBCU football tell me what it was like getting to Washington. It was a crazy road um, after you know after college after graduation. So I graduated December 15 and um, you know had a semester uh, or following semester off to just actually just make a decision like you know going into it. Do I just train and you know hope that 
hope that everything plans out to go to the NFL or do I say forget it and just go home and get a job but I don't know I prayed and I said hey I'm going to go into this training this is God's plan for me so I'm going to go out here train as much as possible and get ready for the little scouting combine that we had at Stanford you know just do my best and give it my all so it was a big leap of faith for me but I'm going up there and when I got up there it was a culture shock because I was like I'm seeing people in the locker room like wow like this is Vernon Davis, this is Josh Norman, this is Kirk Cousins, this is Ziggy Hood and Chris Baker and Ricky Jean Francois that I'm seeing. And I'm like, I was just watching you on TV, and now I'm here. Going back to Doug Williams, you know, he came, uh, he was a Grambling coaching at the time when I was playing and had just gotten to Washington as well. You know, the history behind Doug Williams being at Washington, being the first African-American quarterback to win a championship and everything. Uh, it was kind of like, okay. And then actually his son played at Grambling, and I put a couple of hits out on his son too, so it was, it was pretty dope. So he knew firsthand what you were able to do? Yes. Because he came to me after after the game when we played him and he told me, he was like, you're not the best football player I've seen, but there's something about you that's going to be great. Which is definitely saying something coming from him. Now, yeah. you made the practice squad that year, correct? No, I did not. I made the 53-man roster right off the bat. Okay. How did that season go for you? Uh, well, they set me out for the first half of the season because, you know, they wanted me to develop a little bit more. End up going, they end up having an injury on a defensive line and pulling me up. I uh, played my first four games, and uh, my debut was in London playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and I recovered a fumble uh, overtime that took us out, and we ended up tying with the Cincinnati Bengals. After because, like, that was my first game ball from the NFL, my debut, being in another country, first time out of the country. So it was, it was just amazing. And I remember them having a picture of me coming out of the tunnel and kind of looking around like, wow, I've, I've actually suited up and made it into the NFL and said I could I played in the game. I guarantee you growing up in Savannah, Georgia, you didn't think you was going to get to London doing this, huh? Nah, it was... <laughs> That was a long wish. <laughs> the next season is when you had five sacks, correct? Yes. Describe to me how it felt to get an NFL sack, let alone getting five within that season. It was like it was even more than a general rush because I was like, I'm in the NFL now. I gotta make, I gotta do something to give my family, you know, be even more proud of like constantly stacking on things. Um, so my first sack was against Drew Brees and we were down in uh, Louisiana against the Saints. Ended up coming out there and getting a sack and I didn't even realize I got the sack. And, you know, just thinking playing ball and tackling and getting in the locker room and you know, the cameras come around you, they're like, how did you get your first sack in the NFL? And I was like, I got my first sack and I, and I lost it. I, I was going crazy in the locker room. I was like, I got my first sack in the NFL. Everybody was like, woo! Like, <laughs> great job. <laughs> Like, let's get back to those interviews. I'm like, oh, goodness. But I was so ready to call my mom and everybody. And by the time I was calling them, they were all already jumping up and down and yelling in the house, like, baby, we saw you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> after that season, that's when did you find out you was going to L.A.? Um, After training camp, um, ended up having a... Uh, I had the strain, master strain in my right leg, and um, it was portrayed that I had a sports hernia, but that was a false statement um, that was made by the media, and they released me from Washington. And I got out there, you know, went through nine weeks of just, you know, training and being at home, and it was it was humbling because I was like, it could be taken away from me at any time, you know, whether I was ready to give it up or not, so... Got out there and went in the training and made sure that I was getting my body back. And I uh, went out to L.A. on my third visit. And um, the coach came to me and was like, you know, 
I like the way you move. I can see a lot of potential in you. There's a lot of good things about you. So, you know, just be ready when we call. So eight weeks fly by, they end up having an injury. Week nine, they call me and they're like, hey, we need you out here. So I go out there. Um, they put me on practice squad for a couple of weeks. And then the final games of the season, they put me on a 50-man roster, but I still did not play. And how did that feel for you? I would say coming off your most productive season to then having to wait your turn and then getting on the team, but not playing as you have become accustomed to, I would say. It was kind of hard because um, it was funny because the coaches saw me in practice and they were like, wow, I can't believe Washington let you go. You know, what, what was going on over there? And I was like, politics but um got over there and i was like uh coach was like hey you know you know your practice squad i know you've been in the league for a couple of years you know hey you want to come stand on the sideline you know be like a, another coach out there i'm like i said no nah, because something happened i'll be ready to run on the field and i'll be ready to play so i said no nah, i'll sit back you know coming into the season last year they were on the road to the championship. You know, it was in plain sight. They were winning game after game. And I was like, you know, I didn't want to disrupt anything they had going on. So I kind of set up in the press box until they put me down on the roster. When they put me down on the roster, then I became on the sideline. So then I, you know, started helping out with guys, you know, you know, being able to visualize and see what was going on from the sideline and be able to push on my opinions and my uh, and my experience to them. Now, what would you say is the biggest difference between D.C. and L.A.? Um, the team camaraderie. Like, when you get out there, like, it's really like a family-oriented place because you go out to L.A., you're going out there, you're never going, it's never a dull moment in the facility. You're always having fun, smiling, and laughing, and then when we get on the field, it's serious, but it's still a fun instance. You have people who are just running around around like constantly it's almost like being back in little league when you just running for no reason because you're just having so much fun being around your teammates and it gives you that college aspect of the team camaraderie because even though at Washington I was with some of the guys like most of the time in LA everybody's with each other like we're trying to figure out what what you got going on that day and what we're going to do oh let's go over here and let's just study the plays or let's go out here and go bowling like the team camaraderie is very big out in LA, and I love it. Now, would you say you've had your welcome to the NFL moment? Yeah, my welcome to the NFL moment was was in Washington. I was in Washington. Uh, it was my first game. Uh, no, it was my second game, and we were playing. I want to say the Vikings. I was on kickoff return for the first time. Never played kickoff return first time, and um, got out there and they kick the ball off, and I go back. I set up, I look at my man, I see him, and my guy doesn't come out the end zone. So I look back at him, and he had fumbled the ball a little bit, and he picked the ball up and ran out late. So by the time I turned around, my man was in front of my face, and he cold knocked me out. I was like, oh, my goodness. My neck was hurting. I couldn't see straight. I was like, goodness. But um, that was my welcome to the NFL moment, and I will never forget that. After the game, I had to go shake his hand because I was like, he took me out. <laughs> what you've been within the trenches describe to me the difference going from college football into the NFL and the biggest difference within the trenches biggest difference between college football and NFL NFL ball in the trenches is a lot of more people have uh, their strategy and they have their different tactics that they use to get done their job and you know of course with defense it's up to us to try and you know, disrupt them as much as possible. So you have people who out there who have been playing numerous amounts of years. Uh, Some of the coaching is, like, very experienced. So there's a lot of stuff that you don't see in college 
in the NFL because get away these coaches. Like I had to go against uh, Coach Callahan, was the offensive coach at Washington, and he's one of the most well-known offensive line coaches. So his guys were always, you know, taught and um, coached up pretty well. So getting out there and being able to go against them was big for me because even though he had them all the time and going out there. I never lost a one-on-one to any one of his uh, offensive linemen during my rookie season in camp. With you being in the league, you you probably the, I would say, the most experienced person I know personally. What would you mm-hmm. say is some advice that you would give to kids within your position that's at an HBCU level to be um, able to I get would, to this I would, point? Um, I would tell them to make sure that they keep God first and always ground behind closed doors, or, you know, because, you know, it's one thing to go to practice and work on your craft. Go outside of there. You know, don't go out with the friends as much. Go and get in your playbook. Understand the whole defense or offense, whatever they're playing. And actually work at your craft as much as possible. Because if you want to make that decision, you have to be dedicated to it. Like I said, for me, when I took that leap of faith of going into training for the three months, I, I dedicated my body and my life football to make sure that I was in the best shape of my life to get out there and do my best. And that's all. I could get last thing with you starting football I would say later but it's still a pivotal point in your life from where you started your junior year in high school to now being in the league what three to four years what what is three things that once you're done playing football that you're going to take away from the game as far as like life uh, principles well one would be the structure of like a timing schedule because you know you always talk about time management when you get in the when you get into college and stuff like that but once I got to the NFL, it was even more of a time structure. That I would take that from there. As far as networking, that would be big for me because I still keep in contact with a lot of my old teammates from the NFL and college and even high school. But those people are the people who will be in my weddings, be my children's birthday. You know what I'm saying? Those are the type of people that you build a bond with that's close to you as family. Those are still my brothers at the end of the day. But the third thing would be just excitement for the game. I would be willing. I'm so ready to and I already have started like just teaching younger kids about the game and how I work through any all my struggles and you know no matter where you come from that you still can do it like I love passing that on to them because they don't understand at the moment but hey, when it comes down time to actually get into it they can do anything that they put in mind to and I was going to keep God first but thank you for your time today I appreciate you for letting me interview you it was great to hear from you again like I said I ain't heard from you since I've been in Alabama so it was just good to talk with you this is Zach Knows Podcast and we out